health data privacy in a post-COVID world. I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is Dan Clark, President of Products and Solutions at IntraEdge. Welcome, Dan. Thank you for having me. Of course. What does is, what is IntraEdge do, and what do you do in your role there? Well, although I'm a geek at heart, because I'm an engineer and a, and a chip designer uh, from way back at Intel, it's always in my heart, but InterEdge is a, a company based here in Phoenix, Arizona. We have about a thousand employees here in the U.S. and a few hundred people in, in India. Uh, we have offices actually in, in Dallas and Texas and across the U.S. and Canada and Europe as well. Traditionally, what we do is software development work for larger companies, generally with an emphasis around security and compliance. And it was that work around security and, and compliance that led us to developing what we call now Truyo, which is used uh, by many companies, large companies to comply with privacy laws like CCPA uh, and GDPR. And so Truyo is a platform we co-developed with Intel to help larger companies comply with privacy laws. As the world opens back up after the pandemic lockdown, what are some of the changes that um, we're liable to see, in fact, as we go back to work, shopping, and traveling? I hope it opens back up and we all get to do that soon. Uh, I think that the new norm is going to involve some level of screening for, uh, for people's temperature, for their medical condition, to help keep uh, the population safe. And we're seeing that more and more in the United States as companies get back to work, as they get back to business, where an important part of your strategy, not the only part of your strategy, but an important part of your strategy is taking people's temperatures and actually uh, asking them medical questions. And for a lot of companies, this is really new ground. Um, I, I also think you're starting to see this as more and more important as you see uh, studies released that, that show the virus is actually not transmitted that much in surfaces as we thought originally. And also we're seeing that asymptomatic carriers, although possible and they, they do exist, are actually not as common as once feared, which means that the most common carriers are people with symptoms. They have a temperature or they have some other symptoms. So I, I think the new norm is actually going to be taking people's temperatures, asking them what yesterday would have been very difficult and probing medical questions in order to keep the general population more safe. With that attention to screening, what are the issues specific to children and their privacy? Well, you have to take very special care for any vulnerable populations as they're often defined in laws, which include uh, minors. And as, as, as soon as you start asking them medical questions, as soon as you start taking their temperature, you have to have proper permission for that. And in most states, that actually involves an opt-in, whereas for most adults, you can allow them to opt out. But for minors, often you have to get their specific and explicit permission from uh, an adult, from an appropriate adult. And then often you have to care for that information very specifically. You know, this is medical information. This is very sensitive information. You have to secure it properly uh, in, in addition to getting the proper level of permission. How do you envision the screening, for example, in an airport check-in line? 
I, I could see that uh, almost any public place where, where you're doing business in an airport is a great example where I think you should incorporate taking people's temperatures and asking them medical questions as part of the normal process instead of just checking in at a, at a kiosk and getting your boarding pass. Part of the integrated process, in my opinion, should be and probably will be taking your temperature and asking you a few questions and using that to, to decide whether or not it's a safety risk for you as an individual to actually board the, the airplane to be able to, um, to proceed. Now, if it's an airport, often they have exemption to some of the privacy and compliance laws because they could be part of a, of a government body. But you're also going to see this not just at airports. I think people will expect it at airports, but I think you're going to see this at when we start having sporting goods, uh, when we start having sporting events uh, again, when we start having any type of gathering events again. And I think you're going to see it in your daily life when you, when you go to the office, when um, you go to a, a consumer location where taking people's temperature, asking them probing medical questions, it's just going to become part of our normal life. It's going to be integrated to the normal process that we see in, in getting where we want to go. So will we see storing uh, a lot of that data in the cloud or on individual devices? Storing this information is a key question that each company has to understand in detail uh, because this information is medical information and medical information in most states is treated separately and it has to be secured properly. It has to be encrypted. It has to be segregated from normal information from HR uh, data files, for example, in California. It has to be segregated from other information. You have to isolate those in the, in the organization who have access to this information. So you have to care for it separately. Whether it's on uh, the device itself or whether it's in the cloud, isn't as important as the processes and procedures that you have around securing it and around isolating the information. In a lot of ways, it's much easier to follow these processes if it's in the cloud. It's often easier to encrypt and to restrict access uh, to information that is, that is in, a, in a cloud environment as opposed to a physical device that often has to, to rely on physical isolation or physical separation. This is a very key question for people. So what products and systems exist today uh, to enable this? So we have a product that was, that was uh, kind of oddly spawned here at InterEdge. So at InterEdge, we do privacy and compliance and security. And I got this phone call a couple of months ago from a senior executive at Intel. And he says, hey, we're thinking about building a temperature sensing kiosk, a contactless temperature sensing kiosk. Would you guys be interested? And I answered as based on our employee base. I mean, we have a thousand employees. We're thinking about getting back to work. Yeah, I, I think we would be interested in a couple of those. He goes, no, Dan, that's not what I meant. I want you to develop this. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, we do compliance and security. And he said, well, as, as you start to understand this environment and what's happened with COVID, people are taking sensitive information, medical information for the first time. And the first thing that they have to deal with are new security procedures and new compliance procedures. And so we actually developed that product in conjunction with Intel. Uh, we're delivering it to the market today. It's a way to, to take people's temperature in a contactless fashion. And I know there's a lot of products like this in the marketplace, 
but it highlights the need to really understand the security and compliance elements when you are taking people's temperatures. And I think you're gonna see this more and more commonly. Uh, we, we see it with some of our customers that are already deploying in hospitals, uh, and in, um, in retail, in just employment in general, where they're integrating this into the, the process that gets you into the building for an employee, for a visitor, for a customer, where you're checking in, you're getting a badge, it takes your temperature, it asks you some medical questions right then and there, or it's unlocking the door to, uh, to the facility or, or checking you into the facility. I think this is gonna be the new norm. I think you're gonna see these type of devices taking your temperature, asking you medical questions integrated into our regular day-to-day -day life. Dan Clark, president of Products and Solutions at IntraEdge. Thanks for joining us, Dan. If somebody wants to connect with you, what's the best way they can do that? You can go to our website. It's uh, truyo, T-R-U-Y-O.com, or you can connect with me on LinkedIn. Like most geeks, I'm on LinkedIn all the time. Dan Clark, C-L-A-R-K-E uh, at, at InterEdge. Happy to connect with any of your, your viewers. Sounds good. And find more of my interviews right here or at tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching.